Hey, Broadway Christian family. I hope you're doing well today. Uh, we are on with uh, four more of our friends for uh, a panel discussion on um, our thoughts on how things are going these days. It's been a hard season for all of us, and I, I think it's good for us right now to uh, to hear from our brothers and sisters in Christ on some of the things that they've been thinking about, praying about, concerns they've been on their that have been on their heart, and um, also some of their hopes about what um, how Broadway responds as we move forward. So I'm going to pray for us, and then um, I said last time that whoever is in my top left-hand screen will go first, and that's going to be Joe. So Joe, you'll go first today. So let me pray for us. Lord, we want to, uh, to create space in this conversation right now for your spirit to come and to be here and to guide us and to, to lead us into, uh, into truth and into unity. So I pray for, for Joe and Spencer and Justin and Anne as they share their hearts today that uh, other members of Broadway would, um, would resonate with their, their thoughts and uh, Lord, feel like there's others at Broadway who feel the way that they do and feel that connection there. And, um, and Father, I, I pray that in all of this, that we would glorify you and that, again, you would lead us to truth and to, to unity together. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we have Joe Woods and Spencer Allen, Justin Darvish and Ann Graham all here. So uh, thanks again for joining us. And uh, Joe, can you start us off by, just by sharing some of what's been one of your biggest concerns on your heart during, during the last couple months? Okay, you hear me okay? Yep. Uh, well, of course, I'm sure everybody's been on this coronavirus and uh, missing church, other things. Uh, this virus, it, uh, it doesn't choose who it wants, you know, it's kind of neutral on everyone. It don't matter what uh, race you are, what religion, what political affiliation, what nationality, it just attacks whoever it can come in contact with, you know. Um, the other thing is, um, as the death toll kept climbing, it really started gripping me, you know, just how serious it was, you know, and it really literally took me to my knees, you know. I mean, I just uh, felt like this is more than just a United States thing. It's a worldwide thing, and it, it really just gripped me. It, and it didn't matter that it was close to home, whether it was a family member. It was just my heart went out to everyone, you know. And I usually like to pray in, in specifics, but when you speak of the whole world, it's kind of general, you know, so... I had to try to narrow it as close because you can see God's hand when you speak it and pray in specifics, you know, you can see him work. Uh, but what, it, what has happened is, uh, is it really caused me to exercise the fruit of the spirit in my life. That's, this is my personal uh, note on it. You know, uh, love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, 
you know, I may have missed one or added one, I don't know, but uh, it really caused me to exercise those fruit, you know, the fruit. And, uh, you know, I had a friend that passed away, Dale Brotherton. I didn't see him go into the hospital. I wasn't able to visit him. Uh, he passed away and I still wasn't able to see him. That challenged me, you know, because I was angry because of all of that, you know, which led me to the self-control part of the spirit. You know, I had to contain myself that, you know, it's not his fault, it's not my fault or anybody's fault, but because of what the situation is, uh, we had to adhere to uh, responsibility. Um, peace, patience, you know, those came into play, you know, being patient with all of this going on, you know, how long is gonna last, you know, how long we got to stay quarantined or confined, you know, so a lot of uh, patience played into it. And I'm a very patient man, believe it or not, but uh, it really tested my patience a, a lot more. But overall, um, out of all those uh, characteristics, um, faithfulness stood out because I, I know in my heart that uh, the Lord is still in control and my faith is with him and how all this is going to play out in the end, you know. So um, I don't struggle with my faith, faith but um, it just caused my faith to grow stronger during this time. Thanks for sharing, Joe. Okay. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Justin, you're next, man. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think... Um, like everybody else, everybody's feeling like they're, you know, ready to, to be done with this thing and, you know, enough is enough and let's kind of get things back and let's get things back the way they were. Um, I think my biggest thing that I, I guess my biggest frustration, the thing that's been the, the hardest is, you know, you go to work. Uh, I work at, for those of you who don't know, I'm a physician assistant. I work in the ER at, at all the kind of community parkviews and you go to work and of course, right when you walk into work, like this is what works about it. Everything's centered around you know, keeping us safe, keeping patients safe. Um, and that's our work. And that's, that's fine. And I think it's, um, you know, everybody, it's really nice to have people reach out and say, you know, thank you for everything you're doing and this, but that's what we signed up for. And we're all fine with that. Um, and, and, and that's great. I love that part of my job. Um, the thing is, once you leave work, it doesn't, it doesn't, like normally you leave your work at work, and then you leave work. And then, you know, you got people asking you, well, what do you think about this? And is this thing real? And what are you seeing in the hospital? And, what are, and it's like, you know, you just kind of get tired of, of that being really like the only lens that you see the world through is like what, in terms of COVID. Um, and I think that's frustrating because we already have enough things that divide us and trying not to, um, trying not to make everything that you stand for, everything that you say, kind of give your, your stance on, on where you stand on COVID. Um, um, and I think that, that's, that's hard for me because I don't want to be, I don't want to be put in a camp and we're constantly sizing people up. Even now in this meeting, we've got five people to all go to Broadway. And even then you're kind of sizing people up, well, where do they stand or how do I, and, and it's, it's a, it's, it's probably unavoidable to an extent, but it's just, it's, it's frustrating, it's tiresome. Um, and it's just, it's, it's fatiguing to kind of have that um, kind of be the lens that, that we have to see the world through right now. 
Um, I think it was Dan, we were talking in small group, Ben Fisher um, was saying how, you know, you gotta be careful kind of or what we say on Facebook because you see somebody on Facebook now and, you know, as a member of Broadway, you, you see someone say something, you know them, you know every side of them and, and some people don't. And I feel like right now we're putting something out there and all people see is just that one dimension of you and they kind of forget about the rest of you. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm growing weary of and tired of is that we're all just becoming, we're just becoming basically what we stand for on COVID. That's the person that we are and then move on to the next person. So what do I think about then? Do I like that person? Do I, you know, and, and it's just, it's tiresome. And that's my, I guess my, my biggest thing that I've um, been trying to watch out for and try not to do and try not to make myself do that either is have to make a line in the sand and, and make everything black and white on this topic and try to, take people in for the whole person and it's just a it's a hard thing to do in 2020 because that's that's the easiest thing to do and that's seems to be what a lot of people want to do just put everybody in a camp so thanks man that's a really good way to put that to uh to realize that a lot of us are seeing the world through that lens and to, to guard ourselves against that. So thanks, man. Spencer, you're next. Um, I think a, a big, the kind of the message that's uh, come to me throughout uh, uh, just COVID-19 and all of its effects is um, looking at it from a factual standpoint for me, just realizing, I think, uh, just in March, I begin to like tell my family, like, I think this is going to start affecting things. I don't think a lot of people uh, believe that. And then just getting now and thinking that I think it's easy for us to think that we just need to get to like July and then this will be done. But I think the biggest thing for me is just realizing that this thing um, is probably going to last for another year, probably two years, uh, because the only way to stop it would be if every person on the earth sat in their house or their structure and stayed there for 14 days. And that would that would be the only way to do that. And that's not going to happen. And so it's going to be a long year or two ahead of us and just realizing that. Uh, but then at the same time, something that come to me is uh, just this phrase that nothing lasts forever, um, like except for God, basically, and just realizing that even though this is trying and it's going to last probably longer than we want to and probably longer than we realize, um, it's not the, uh, the end of the thing, uh, which is a warning because, uh, you know, if God's trying to get us to learn things out of this time and we need to be aware that it's not going to last forever but at the same time it's like a celebration because there's something beyond the current situation that we're in and we will have like an eternity uh, that we can celebrate in whenever this is over and all life is over all right well guys I think uh, that's an amen to this conversation and we can uh, move on thanks man thanks for that uh, eternal perspective that and even the, even if this like worst case scenario, we're in this for two years. Like we have an eternity together and with the Lord. So man, thanks for, thanks for that. It's a good word. And. Okay, I'm unmuted. Right, that was very refreshing, Spencer. Um, you know, and especially coming from a young person because thinking back to when I was young and my perspective was not, was very different than it is now, you know, as far as time. Now I can see eternity, I'm much closer to it. I mean, I see heaven and all that. And um, 
one of my concerns during this time has been my mom. My mom's 91 and she is, the, the organ that is failing her is her mind. And so in the midst of this, um, you know, COVID hits and um, she had just basically um, fired the person we'd hired on the weekends because she wanted us as a family to take care of her. She lives at home alone. And um, so there's seven of us, you know, we're thinking, oh, this is good. You know, we can all share in this and everything. And then COVID hits and we have to make all these decisions. What do we do to keep mom safe? What do we do to keep, uh, you know, you, you know all the angst that was. And um, we all came to unity and it was amazing. And we decided, we all decided that, that being with my mom and, you know, being there for her was more important than worrying about the virus. She may get it, and that was her perspective too, as much as she could understand it. She kept saying, I don't understand all this. Well, we're like, we don't either, mom, but um, you know, she wasn't worried about getting it. She's, she's ready to go to heaven. So, you know, she'd probably be glad if she got it, but we don't want her to suffer through it and we want to be responsible. So anyway, we, you know, we, have, we all came together in unity and decided that we would, we all take a day of the week. We continue to do that. And, and so we see her, you know, just like we did before. So the whole unity thing was, was my concern there. And then also, you know, with friends, as I realized, you know, we have these people in these different camps, as you mentioned, Justin. It's like, there's people who are risk adverse and there's people who are risk tolerant. And, you know, some over here fearful and worrying and some over here arrogant and rebellious. And how do we relate and how do we keep that unity? You know, how do we respect their opinion and yet still love them and still live together with them in unity? So that has been my concern and is, you know, still somewhat with some friends that, um, and family that are in different camps, as you said. Well, Anne, I, while we're with you, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and stay with you. Um, can you share a bit about the way that, you know, the decisions that the elders have made over the last few weeks? And just your thoughts about that, how that's affected you, and maybe a little bit of, of some of what you would like and hope to see as we go forward. Okay. Um, yeah. I, you know, of course, like everyone, I think, was disappointed that our whole lives are just different. Um, and mine didn't even change that much, you know. Cleve and I are retired, and so we're still at home. We're still doing the same things we always did, you know, together going for walks and doing all that. Thank God I can go to what I consider my second church, which is nature. <laughs> I can, you know, still do that. So, you know, that's, that's been helpful because I can worship when I'm in nature very easily. Um, but I miss being, you know, at brought down at Broadway and um, on Mother's Day, that was when we, when we first, you know, we'd gotten the 
go ahead from the governor that we could open up. But of course, you know, we weren't prepared to open up. And so, you know, I, I thought I was okay with it. You know, those two weeks, we were gonna stay at home the first week and then the second week go. But then, you know, if you're over 65, you can't go. So I thought I'd come to peace with that. But as we begin to worship on Sunday morning of Mother's Day, I just realized that I was so angry that I couldn't even worship. I was just distracted in that, you know, just thinking about, you know, other years when, you know, all my kids were with me at church worshiping and and now, you know, it's me alone in this room, you know, all by myself. And um, I finally just picked up my phone and I texted Pastor Ryan and I said, um, I'm angry about this and I'm standing here talking into my phone and I'm, tears are running down my face. And I, you know, that's just where I'm at. And the thing is, is that as I confessed, you know, that anger, it dissipated. And I have to say, once I finished that text and, you know, I went back to the worship service. I mean, I was standing in front of it all the time. One good thing about it, you can do whatever you want, you know, <laughs> I can at church. But anyway, I, I was able to worship in freedom then and had a really good time. God's spirit was here, you know, as it always is with me. But, and he, God reminded me, you know, that those tears are watering. You know, he'd given me that word before. I look back and I still see preparation for this time and for, um, you know, what he's doing, what he wants to do in our lives, you know, when we cooperate with, you know, with what he's, what he's trying to do. But I'm still a little bit concerned about, you know, then when they, when they did have the service and I saw people you know, interacting and you know, touching each other and not wearing masks. And I thought, they're not gonna let us come back. They're not gonna let us, you know, they're not, they're not gonna give us permission to come back. So my challenge, I guess, to everyone is, despite what camp you're in, whether you're risk adverse or whether you're risk tolerant, respect what our governor has asked, our president, you know, have asked us to do. Um, I think a Titus three, when Paul said, I'll read it, not to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient and to be ready for every good deed. So, you know, you may think, that doesn't matter, we don't need to be careful, it's gonna happen anyway, whatever your philosophy is on it. You know, that's what the governors or the authorities have asked of us and, you know, God has put them in that position and our church authorities too. And if you, you know, if you believe God is sovereign, which I hope you do, <laughs> um, then you know that he put each 
Pastor Ryan and Luke and Pastor Simps and all the elders, they're here right now because God put them here. And they all had unity, which is amazing. But if we don't obey them, then we don't have unity as a body. And it's preventing some of us from worshiping together with you. I don't feel afraid to come, but I want to be obedient. And I just ask that you as a body would consider those that are at risk or are perceived to be at risk. And, Thanks, Anne. And uh, I and the elders don't like the thought that we made Mama Ann cry. <laughs> um, one other thing, though, that I you you did you did ask in a follow up text to me. I think you asked. You said um, that you'd suggested that you know that we allow older folks to make their own decision about whether to come or not. Um, is that still some of, is that still kind of how you feel? That rather than us try to say yes or no, that you all could kind of make your own decision, is that still where you are? Right, I would, I would still wish that you would do that because then I, I, could, I could make the choice to come. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't feel with myself, I'm healthy. Um, you know, there's a little bit concern about my mom, you know, but I'm a more careful when we go, you know, see her. Okay. I don't think I'd take anything from to another. Okay. Thanks, Ann. That would be, you know, if you did that. But, but I think that your decision depends on how people respond to what you've already asked them to do. Yeah. That's why I was appealing to, to the body. Thanks, Ann. Well, Spencer, you're on the kind of the other end of things. Um, you know, we've we've asked for children and for youth at this point to stay home. Um, can you just share what your thoughts were about about that? I haven't talked to you yet, so I don't know if you're think that was the wisest decision ever or whether you're really mad at me. I'm not sure which, but <laughs> I'm curious what your thoughts were on that and how you felt about that. Uh, yeah, I think um, for me, I'm uh, just kind of uh, realizing that um, with the decisions that are being made uh, right now, um, they're going to be uh, like, there's not a perfect decision. And so there are going to be people that are going to be negatively affected and there are going to be people that are going to be upset. And so uh, just like having everyone understand that you might, you might just be unlucky and being the people that are uh, going to have to be a part of the people that are negatively affected. Um, I think for me personally, though, I uh, I think I'm I'm good with the, the decisions that have been made because I think that it's a good approach to be uh, slow as we steadily uh, get back into this because uh, just being smart and doing what we can uh, to prevent the spread. And I think it's also wise to continue to to try to reopen though because we can't sit around here for the next year and wait for this to be all over. We have to try to get back to some things. And I really like the uh, the way that they've excluded the youth. I think that we, or at least the majority of some of the older youth, we have youth group and a lot of the small groups have their small groups. And so I think it's just a great idea to have people that 
like the main reason we go to church is for community together. And so we can still have the learning online. And then if we have a small group or a youth group and we have that community elsewhere, we don't need them to be like together. And so I think having the church open uh, to certain people allows those people who don't have the extra option of community to have their Sunday morning community. And I think another thing that uh, came to me this week that I think is really important about um, opening up the church and allowing, uh, you know, having certain people that, you know, are already believers and have access to like community to, to not be there, but to allow certain people that don't have that community to come in as me and my brothers were looking for a movie uh, on Amazon. And I was just looking through like uh, on the front page of Amazon, there's like the top rated movies. And I think the first two or three were like mainstream Marvel movies. And then uh, number four uh, was God's Not Dead, uh, which is a great movie for me. But as I was thinking about it, I was just wondering uh, why that's on mainstream, because obviously I don't think that the majority of America would be super interested in that. And I was just realizing that in a time like this, people are scared and they're looking to God and, you know, they've maybe like rejected him before, but they're kind of like, well, in a scary time like this, I might come back. And so I think it's really important to have, you know, the church open and allow people who, you know, if this was a world war, who would be coming into the church to ask for direction. It's just that it's a little different now, but they still would have the opportunity to come back and hopefully, you know, we can help some people uh, find some comfort and peace during this time. So what I hear you saying is there's some opportunity for us here and what your cue and seeing that on, you know, as God's not dead at number four, that there may be people around right now who are asking some questions and this is an opportunity for us to talk with our our neighbors about how they're feeling what's your concern on your heart and that may give us opportunity to speak of the the hope that we have so absolutely thanks brother joe can you share a little bit of your thoughts on um some of the decisions we've made and then kind of what you hope to see going forward Okay, um, I think with the guidelines that were put out, um, I think you guys as elders uh, weighed uh, the dangers, you know, of us uh, coming back to service as a community. Um, there's some of us who have underlying illnesses that this could affect and some of us are asymptomatic we could be carrying it and passing it on and not realizing it so I, I'm thinking in my mind that you guys weighed all these things out and made the best decision possible uh, as we all are believers you know we put our faith and our trust in our Lord and Savior but at the same time we have to be responsible you know, we have to look out, not just for ourselves, but our family, our friends. And I think um, we have to take all that into account. Uh, I've, I'm kind of mixed with what Ann said. You know, I didn't break down and cry because we couldn't meet because technology has come so far that we're able to do this. You know, you think 30 years ago, if this had to happen, church would have been you know, now void, you know, I mean, we wouldn't have been able to communicate. People would have been in, in a state of quandary, you know, walking around like zombies. What do we do? What do we do? You know, but we have this technology that was able to share. Now there is some people who don't have the advantages of 
uh, technology to be able to catch service, but there are other services on TV. So I think uh, you guys made a good decision. Uh, and I know with a lot of prayer from the, the members of Broadway, you're gonna continue to do that. So I'm not worried uh, because the, the word of God tells us there's a time and a season for everything. And he said, this too shall pass. So I think we just need to be patient, another part of the spirit, fruit of the spirit, and just weather this storm. And um, we'll be back, you know. Now, I don't know if we're going to see each other shaking hands, hugging. I'm a hugger and I'm a shake hand type of person. And so it's going to be hard for me to stay that distance. But, you know, another fruit of the spirit, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, you just have to exude those type of things and say, okay, when we come back full strength, we have to respect one another, their space, you know, and uh, just do the right thing for each other, you know, because like I said, uh, we could pass it on to somebody else and not even know it. Uh, if you have underlying illnesses that can hold you back. Uh, but like Ann, I understand, I think you need to, at some point, put the onus, put the onus back on each individual to come back when they're ready, you know. Um, I'm eager to come back. I love Sunday morning. You know, I enjoy being around everybody, laughing and talking. Uh, so I do miss that gathering. Uh, but I just think responsibility uh, in our face is going to get us to this. Joe, you also, um, when you and I talked last week, you just shared about um, you're concerned about us trying to police things. <laughs> you just kind of just share some of your heart about that and just, you know, what your concern is there. Um, well, one of you mentioned that, um, you know, coming together as a church family, church brings people together and they're saying come together to stay apart, you know, that's counterproductive to me you know, because people come by you and you talk to them about something. Uh, so now you got to tell them, okay, you stand over there while we communicate. And then somebody else come by you, somebody want to speak to you, you know, I think if you decide that you want to come back to the house of God and worship your other brothers and sisters, I think you just need to be able to do that freely without the restraints of saying, you know, yes, you may have to do the hugging and shaking hands, but I, I don't think uh, that we need to police each and everything that we see. You know? uh, I'm having a hard time with the touching face type thing. You know, I don't know how people can go the whole day without touching their face. Uh, but what I'm hearing now is that whenever you engage somebody for 15 minutes or more, that's when you're getting in trouble. You know, anytime you go over to 15 minutes, you're starting to pick up their body odor, their droplets and all that kind of stuff. I don't know, we get so many different kind of things. Justin might can be able to speak on some of these medical things, but um, I think we just have to trust. If we trust the uh, elders to say everyone is welcome back into the church, I think we have to come back, respect each other's space. We can't blame the church if one of us gets it, you know, that's not the church's fault, you know. Uh, we have to accept 
uh, our own responsibility, like Ann said, if we come back. So I think we have to understand that um, we all, each one of us individually are responsible and we have to take that responsibility with some respect and the fruit of the spirit. So somewhat I hear you saying, Joe, is that, um, you know, when we come back together, it's going to be really hard to not do the hugging and the handshaking and that kind of thing. And that um, you would not want to see the elders tapping people on their shoulder and telling them they need to not act like Christian, <laughs> Christian brothers and sisters together. Kind of when we're together, we're going to need to realize that there's going to be some risk. Those who are coming are going to be taking some risk. And um, that's just going to be part of part of it here for a while. Yeah. All right. Darvish, thoughts, man? Yeah, um, great perspectives from everyone, first of all. That, that's kind of refreshing to hear everybody talk. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if you look at things objectively just that were laid out by the governor, um, some of the timelines, I think that the one, you know, like I said, if you were just completely looking at it objectively, the one thing you would say, well, that doesn't really make sense. Like, how come the restaurants are only allowed to have 25 people and this and this, but like day one churches are good. Like go crazy, do whatever you want. And, and that puts, I think, put the elders and, and Ryan in a really precarious situation because it's really not to say that, hey, there's some magical, like, you know, force field around the church that like those are okay. I think, you know, in my opinion, I think, you know, a lot of that was, was um, you know, more politically driven than, than kind of based on how the virus is transmitted, et cetera. But, um, that, that put them in a really tough spot um, because on paper you say, hey, churches are good. Like, let us work. Like, everybody's fine. It's going to be fine. And But then everybody else is still doing this kind of very slow, kind of measured, calculated way of kind of introducing things back in. Um, and I just, I, I think that that's a really uh, not a desirable position to be in a position of leadership in a church to have to make those decisions. Because you're going to have a lot of unhappy people and there's a lot of um it's hard to make any decision right anywhere i mean nobody can make a right decision right now and everybody has something to say about um any decision that, that tells them what they have to do um i i was the thing i keep kind of thinking about is that uncommon unity that one of those pillars that we talked about and like who would have ever thought that that's that's like a way we might need to show uncommon unity is our response to like covid protocols um, because everywhere you go, nobody agrees on anything. You walk in the grocery store, you're immediately, again, you're camped and you're a mask wearer, are you a hugger, are you a handshaker, are you a fist bumper, elbow bumper, like, you know, immediately it takes 15 seconds to size someone up. And, um, and like, is it possible um, that Broadway could be a place where, where we, where we don't have to where we don't have to do that. We're like, we're, we can, our common unity, our uncommon unity um, is kind of our reaction, our response to measures that have been laid out by the elders. Um, can we show that we can follow those and not grumble and not drag our feet and not criticize and ridicule and put other people down? Um, you know, is that something that, that we can show the rest of the world, like, hey, this can be done and why can this be done at Broadway and it can't be done anywhere else, you know? Um, so I, I, that's kind of struck me every time I go out, you know, um, to a store or anywhere we've been out the last, um, couple of days and, and it's just, that, that's kind of the, the thought that keeps striking me is, um, 
I think when those things got laid out, that's never really what I thought of Uncommon Unity, but that's what keeps kind of striking me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I never, never imagined that a pandemic would be a way that we would have to figure out how to express that pillar. I, yeah, <laughs> lots right. of other ideas about that. Um, but I think that's true. And, and I think that, you know, in the, in the last conversation we had, um, you know, we had a couple people really reminding us of the call to, to really trust God right now and to, um, that we need to, in our, in our actions, not be motivated by fear. And I just want to inject that again to this conversation. I think that that's really important for us while we're also seeking to navigate our way through, um, through some of these situations. I, I, I would be really sad if on the other end of this, if we look back and that our legacy was, we were fearful. And it would also be really sad if I look back on our legacy was we were really careless with people's lives. And because the church in Indiana was opened up and we all opened up and we look back and, you know, we were the result of, you know, an outbreak in Fort Wayne or something like that. I, um, and so that's kind of the, the, the path that we are seeking to walk of both seeking to be faithful and, um, and, and without fear and also acknowledging that we, there's a lot of things about this that we don't know. And we don't know what it's going to be like when churches across the country are all singing really loud and talking really loud and into one bit. We don't know how the virus is going to respond. We just simply don't know. And, um, and so we're trying to navigate that, uh, that pathway of both wisdom and, and also not responding in fear. And so it's been really hard for, you know, just looking at Ann and Spencer here, just um, to, for me as a pastor to, to say that there's certain people that, I'm sorry, you're not welcome this time, has been just really, really hard for our elders to do. And so, um, you know, th thank you for both, for Anne especially, for expressing just that disappointment and your heartache. We, we want and need to hear that. Um, and also for your, your understanding in that as well. Um, but really appreciate y'all's perspectives today. And um, thanks for, for joining me and for offering your thoughts today. And I, I hope, um, hope it's an encouragement to the, the brothers and sisters at Broadway. So, peace to you all.